we've been off for a couple of weeks as life and sports have interfered with our schedule. But there's only so much debauchery you can get up to. So welcome back to Rotor Rob Fantasy Baseball Weekly Podcast, heard every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. EST on Blog Talk Radio as we infect the airwaves with their unique blend of fantasy baseball enlightenment. We're into mid-June now, which means the MLB draft is now done. And soon, the international free agent signing period will begin. This week, Yankee closer Andrew Miller landed on the DL with a forearm strain. Uh-oh. Since he shortstop Zach Cozart hurt his knee and was field. And Nelson's, Nelson back is acting up for Seattle. We're going to cover some of these stories and many more over the next 45 minutes or so. So pull up a beanbag chair and get comfy. I'm Rotor Rob, and my guest this week is Chris Wassell, the host of Fantasy Hockey X. How are you this evening, Chris? I'm very good, Rob, as always. For me, usually this is about the time of year where the Mets season ends, so it allows me to concentrate on all the other baseball teams. Well, the Mets are doing quite well this year, and uh, I'll tell you, I personally am doing better than Torrey Hunter, who got ejected uh, today, and or last night, excuse me, and he went completely ballistic and began tossing all his equipment on the field. Try the decaf, Tori. Now, I want to remind you, the chat room and phone lines are open. Guests, feel free to call in at 347-826-7358. Right now, I'm the only person in the chat room, but uh, Chris, feel free to join me in case anyone shows up. We can chit-chat with them. Now, let's quickly run down what's going on over at RudderRob.com, and we'll get into the news. On the baseball side of things, yesterday released their designated hitter rankings, and, of course, it's role written by MLB editor Michael Seff. This week highlighting Texas young great starter Chichi Gonzalez. Outfield rankings are being worked on, and soon starting pitchers to wrap up this year's positional rankings. Football, we've started work on the 2015 roto NFL draft kit, so uh, wait. Uh, so soon we'll be rolling uh, that out very shortly, hopefully. Um, basketball recently released our NBA wire troll team. Watch for some off-season content coming soon. On the video game front, nothing new this week, but games being added constantly, so check back soon. Hockey, we did a final recently. Watch for more off-season content coming soon. And on the hockey front, I want to send out some good vibes to NHL editor Dakota Case, who's currently in the hospital waiting for a heart transplant. And while we're at it, my friend Steve is also currently battling his way back from a brain injury, so get well soon, both of you. Uh, now just 13 posts away from 4,100 in its history, so should head that mark towards the end of the month. Finally, do not forget to add Rotorub to your circles on Google+. We need just seven to reach 200, and while you're at it, add Chris Wassell, if you haven't already. He's 23 shy of 600 in his circles Hey Chris, send uh, some of our some of that our way, you social media ho, you. I know. I, I get this all the time. It's like I'm so busy. Even even in June, I'm busy now. This this is this has gotten ridiculous. I mean, I'm going out. I'm going out next week next week to cover cover the NHL awards, and I don't even have to actually go. That's the best part. Um, uh, my good buddy and co-host of, of my show, Timmy Rosenthal, is is covering it for me, basically. Uh, while I do some deed of, uh, of daring do um, that usually a lot of men have to do, you know, at some point in their lives at least once. But look, like, like I said to you, Rob, 
it, it, it's been fun. I started watching some of the baseball this afternoon. I still have the I still have the MLB package. Amazingly, thank you Comcast for forgetting that you know the hockey part goes into the baseball part, and I've still had it for two and a half months. So keep, keep it going. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, the cat the cat's out of the bag now. You were on the air, but hey, good luck with that. That's excellent. That's excellent. So Chris, our top story tonight, mm-hmm. and of course since I decided to make this a top story, they have one two straight and one in convincing fashion today, but still <laughs> there's something wrong with the A's this year. What is wrong with the A's? Um, go. Chris, you still there? Who's Chris? Hello. Sounds like we lost Chris there, uh, showing that he's on the air, but for whatever reason, I cannot hear him. I don't know if you can hear me, Chris, but if you can fix that, pipe in. All right. I will start talking about what's wrong with the A's. I mean, they're kind of holding their own lately, but dead last in the American Central. I mean, worst team in the American League. What gives there? Chris, you're back. I thought I heard him there for a second. Oh, I heard you there for a second, Chris. You having some problem with your jack there? Oh, you're on the air. Okay, Chris, go ahead. Look, the the A's have their own unique set of problems, and it was just kind of something that you could see coming from the start of the year. They hit sometimes. They don't hit sometimes. Look, Scott Kasner is not the greatest pitcher in the world at times, but he is, Mm -hmm. look, good enough to – where he should have more than three wins right now. Now, today, obviously, of course, you know, we have this topic on here. And Kashmir throws a one-hitter. Naturally, yeah. this, this is how it works, Rob. So, Rob, what you need to do, right, say really bad things about the Mets, and then, <laughs> then we're good. But, no, I think it's just it's just a simple combination of things where nothing has gone right for, for the A's. I mean, you go up and down, you look at their lineup, there's just nothing that sticks out. Um, you know, JJ Reddick had a nice day today, and, and that's great and all. But you start looking at well, you okay, mean, this guy doesn't have a lot of pop. This guy doesn't have a lot of pop. This guy doesn't have a lot of pop. This guy has pop, but he strikes out all over the place. And, and there's just there's just no rhyme or reason um, for for what Oakland's done. Well, can they turn yeah, it around? You know. It's really weird when you look at the numbers for the A's. I mean, before today's easy win, they were kind of holding their own, 5-5 five and five and last 10. They'd pulled within three and a half games of the fourth-place Mariners. But we're now eight back at second-place Texas, make that seven now. 25 wins through 62 games, not good. Just 11 wins at home. They're not taking care of business at home. That's a problem. 14-19 and 19 on the road is not awful, but it's not good. But, okay, here's the weird thing. 261 runs for 251 against makes you think, is this just bad luck? I mean, the offense has been solid. They're eighth in runs. Okay, they're near the bottom in homers, middle of the pack in OPS. Yeah. But eighth in team ERA. This is in the majors, not in the American League. Eighth in runs, eighth in team ERA. Third best rotation in the ERA. But here's the problem. Well, two big problems jump out of me. 29th in bullpen ERA. The bullpen's been awful. 4.74. But Edward Mejica and Sean Doolittle, currently out, should be back soon. That will be a huge help to the bullpen. 
Defense, worst defense in the majors. MLB leading 58 errors, 20 of them alone by Marcus Simeon. Okay, now to put that in perspective, <laughs> yeah. only five players had 20 or more errors all last season. He already has 20, and we're just – we're not even halfway through June. Okay, that's a problem, my friend. Defense and bullpen are killing this team, you know. Okay, but the other big thing, and I guess this kind of relates to the bullpen, before their win against Texas Wednesday, the A's were an MLB worst three and one run games. So you can see they're winning, they're winning, like they're they're hammering some people, but the close, they're not pulling out, and that's a, right. That's right there. It's bad luck, but it it's also speaks to the weak bullpen because you get into later innings, and their bullpen's getting beaten. That needs addressing. You, know, oh, you you mentioned they, they yeah. Address it. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I, I saw the number twenty and I thought it was a joke. To be honest, I, I, I oh I don't no, think, I don't, that was that was a, that was a mind blowing one for me. I'm like, wait a minute, that, that oh, many yeah. errors, and, and you know, we're sitting here a little over two months into the season. So if you, you do really bad complex math, and I and I mean really bad. Well, you're looking at about, you're looking at about games, to, yeah, you're looking at close to a 50 error pace, and that's why they hired Ron Washington to be their infield coach and to try to address this. But you can't fix that overnight. Um, that's just I don't know if it's just bad footwork or laziness. Oakland has always sort of gotten by on good pitching and, and pretty good defense, and usually those two go hand in hand, right? You need good defense to have good pitching to an extent, especially if you've got a ground ball staff, of course. But, wow. I mean, you mentioned Kazmir. He was really struggling before today, but seems to have turned it around. I point to the Josh Donaldson trade as a really horrific move. It's not worked out in Oakland's favor at all. Um, Why The A's took two shortstops in the draft uh, last week or this week. Their first two picks were shortstops. Why? I mean, they, they, they in le- recent years, they dealt away both Addison Russell and Daniel Robertson, two great shortstop prospects. What are they doing? I, I don't get it, you know? This really that, confuses that, me, Chris. That, some, sometimes when you make these kind of questionable decisions, it indirectly affects your, your uh, team's record. And... Sometimes it directly affects them. You, hey, you're a player for the Oakland A's, and you see you see what your front office is doing, and, go, and you just sit there and go, "Huh?" I mean, that that has an effect. It, it, in this case, it's it's had one. There's no question about it. Something is very much off with this team, and it's not it's it's not just on the field. Can I put a finger on well, it? No. There's an intangible there too, right? Because the A's always seem to be one of those teams that surround, like they had a magical quality. They would pull out games, you know, in the last second, things like that. When they won Wednesday to snap their four-game losing streak against Texas, it was their first walk-off win all season. They've only won three times all year when they're trailing after seven. It was only the seventh time all year they came from behind at all to win a game. That was tied for the fewest in the majors. They're really lacking that kind of, you know, they're never out of it quality. And the A's always seem to have had that. But at least so far this year, they're really lacking that magic. And I, I think, again, that speaks to the bullpen to an extent because 
really bullpens are going to win it or lose it for in the later innings, and they need some help there. I think Doolittle and Mujica will help, but um, yeah, there's an intangible about that too because when you start winning games late, that's when you start believing in yourselves. You know what I mean? And you get on a roll, and they're not doing that. They're losing close games. They're not coming from behind, and that is why somehow, even though they have more runs for than against, and they have like a a decent offense and a, a very good rotation, they're in dead last in the AL West. It's crazy, man. Hey, this is why they play the game sometimes, Rob. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, some, this is something that just happens. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't, ex, you can't explain it. You, you look at it and you go, hmm, you know, yeah, something's not right here. It doesn't pass the sniff test, and yet sometimes there it you is. actually are the very thing you don't think you are. Yeah. I definitely think they're a better team than they showed. But, I mean, I spent a lot of time looking at the basic core numbers today trying to figure out what is wrong with the A's. I mean, outside of the obvious, the bullpen and defense. And just, you know, wall in close bullpen. But how a plus 10 differential can translate into being, you know, what, like uh, 10 games under 500 or whatever they are is like, or 12 games under, it blows my mind. So, yeah, that's the A's for you. Um, we're going to get in some action this afternoon. Um, uh, Oakland's AL West rival that they're trying to catch Seattle was uh, playing Cleveland, a game won easily by the Indians, 6 nothing. And Cleveland really needed this win. They had lost three straight coming in. But Seattle <laughs> has been struggling, too. They've now lost 9 out of 12. And over the last 15 games, They've scored more than three runs just once. Talk about an offense going into the tank. Of course, it doesn't help that American League home run leader Nelson Cruz missed another game with a back injury, although he is expected to return to the lineup tomorrow, so that's good news for Seattle. For uh, Cleveland, um, newcomer third baseman Giovanni uh, Urshela, a 23-year-old for Columbia, um, who was just called up after Lonnie Chisenhall was sent down to AAA on Sunday. He got his first hit in the third inning, and then he hit his first career homer in the sixth, so very uh, memorable day for the kid today. And Sean Markham tossed seven shuttered innings, part of a combined two-hitter. He retired the first nine batters he faced before hitting Lomo with a pitch, and then the last nine Seattle hitters went down in order as well, so uh, Cleveland really had it going today. Morrison, by the way, uh, was 0 for 3 with that hit for by pitch, snapping a career-high 16-game hitting streak. And Robinson Cano actually flashed a little bit of life, getting one of the hits. He got a double, but he's only hitting 214 since May 9th. Want to talk about why Seattle's not scoring runs? Because their, you know, high high priced billionaire Robinson Cano can't hit his way out of a paper bag lately. Um, Jason Kipnis, who's second in the American League with a 333 batting average, he got the day off today after starting the first 58 games in the season for Seattle. Mark Trumbo had the other hit. Really not much to talk about offensively. He was one for three, struck out once. He started his Seattle career really slowly. traded last week, but now has hits in back-to-back games. J.A. Happ was the starter, and oh, man, did he get slaughtered. In two and a third innings, he had six hits, four runs. He struck out three, walked two, took the loss to drop to just one game over 500 Hap has been a real Jekyll and Hyde act this year. He's been awesome at home, two and one with a one point eight eight ERA, but battered like a 
stepchild away from Safeco Field, where he's just one and one with a 6.14 ERA. Definitely, if you are uh, streaming pitchers, you do not want to start J.A. Happ on the road. For the Indians, as I said, Urshela had the big game. He was two for four with two runs and two RBIs, struck out once. His slash line is now 250, 250, 625. Markham, of course, got the big win. Uh, struck out five, didn't walk anybody, threw 106 pitches. He's down to 4.09 now. That's his third straight strong outing, so it is definitely time to consider him in AL-only leagues at the very least. Uh, Chris, you were keeping your eye on uh, San Diego Atlanta. What went down hot today? Uh, this is this is this is fun to watch. Actually, I was I was surprised. But for for those that may not know, San Diego surprisingly has been able to keep an even season. People expected them to be um, eight, ten, five hundred already, and headed towards the south end <laughs> of the NLS as they normally do. Uh, but not the case. Um, today had a bit of a tough tough game with Atlanta. Uh, Bud Black did have a little bit of an issue in the seventh inning. He might have gotten a little hot under the collar with the home plate. Um, and that was that. He was ejected. Um, look, this had a little lot of stops and starts. Um, there was a rain delay early. Uh, there was a threat of rain pretty much through most of the game. There was one 56-minute rain delay. Uh, but in the end, San Diego was able to pull out a 6-4 win in extra innings. Uh, one, of, one of the nicer things, Rob, we saw we saw Craig Kimbrell uh, shut down his former team for the second second day in a row. Uh, you know, after you know, sort of a let's just say April was not kind to Kimbrell uh, with uh, t- you know today's very easy 11th inning. ZRA uh, has. Finally dipped below four, so that, that's that's progress for the for the reliever. You know, 15 saves and 16 chances with, with San Diego. And something interesting that I, I noticed, Rob, last year San Diego, and it seems like for the last few years, San Diego's basically won only about 30 to 35 percent of their extra inning games. They're four and two now on on, on the year, and that 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 has to at least means something for a team that's been awful and, and horrendous. I, and I know it's baby steps. Um, you look through, uh, Dale Thayer got one of those cheap wins that you kind of just sit there and go, ah, it's nice you see see a setup guy get a win. It's it's, it's always, always good. Um, by the way, Rob, just something for a sense of humor and for fantasy folks. Black allegedly got injected, ejected from this game, and this is this is funny. Asked if Jerry Meals needed another meal. Now he might have used slightly more colorful language, but if you've ever seen Jerry Meals, he hasn't missed one. <laughs> so uh, was this uh, reminiscent of um, Jim Schoenfeld, Don Koharski? Go eat another donut, you fat pig. <laughs> Close, but not quite. I mean, it didn't have it didn't have that sustained um, uh, intensity. But yeah. I'm telling you, the, the, the funniest thing about this game, you're, you're looking through the first five, six, seven innings, and I'm telling you, it's four-one Atlanta. They ch- they chase Andrew Kashner after six and two thirds. 
Kashner was wild. I mean, he only walked four batters, but if you watched his performance, it was a, it, he he was lucky to survive as long as he did. Um, and then you you watch the slow comeback, and this is just something that I've said all along. This is one team, at least with, with San Diego, that you have to give a lot of credit for. Um, well, they again, certainly they certainly opened their wallets this summer or this winter, rather. That's they, for sure. They 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 spent. And look, are the results going to happen this year? Given the division, probably not. But for them to be 500 right now after 62 games, Rob, I mean it. It's not a stretch to say that they could make a run at the wild card. Sure, I mean, it's not. It's not like it's not like they're completely out of it. Uh, you look at teams that are rapidly falling back, like the Mets, um, two other teams. I mean, look, you know, the Braves were kind of a team that you figured would be around 500, and God, they're so predictably right there. Um, you know. I, I, I the San Diego. I like like what I like. Okay. Uh, just you know, had a big wall. Sound like something? Fantasy baseball world. Like, oh, he had two walks. They were productive, and so. It sounds wow, you know. Um, but right. again, San Diego's a, another team to watch. Yeah, they're a little bit like a top. Definitely, um, my my love Petco. It's it's still one of the best baseball I've been to, and something that you know, final them with. That kept a seven. Seven. Sorry, getting a lot of echo on your end there, Chris. Uh, Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, you anything else to report from the Braves um, Padres game today? Not not too much. I do uh, let people know know that basically, <laughs> again, it wasn't as if the Braves bullpen was that bad today. Um. It did, you know, he did blow a save, but it was a tough. Look, sometimes you know these things happen, and if you're a Braves fan, you can't worry about it. It's you're going through the transition, et cetera. Uh, just, just basically enjoy the ride with these teams. Pick your spots. Freddie Freeman obviously is is, is an excellent first baseman, and you're probably the best player out of both of these teams. So if, if you're recommend streaming anybody for either one of these teams. Well, I might uh, I might argue Justin Upton, uh, you know, is potentially a better fantasy player than uh, than Freddie Freeman, but uh, they're definitely both among the better ones out there. That's for sure. Hey, I, I I look at the slash line and it's like it's like yeah I know I I know Upton's bat is still batting two ninety but man he's batting two thirty nine since May fifteenth 
that worries me a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, ball season gets warm. Not good. <laughs> True that. I got a few other notes here to go over before we go off the air. Uh, the Angels have recalled third baseman Kyle Kubitska. Kubitska. Kubitsa. Excuse me. And they DFI'd, they DFA'd excuse me, Kirk Neuenhaus. I'm just going to have like the really tough names here. Anyhow, Kubitska goes two for three in his debut last night. With, and with David Freese dealing with a hamstring problem, he's going to get a chance to play a little bit. This kid was a third-round pick by the Braves, actually. 11 and then dealt to the Angels in January. He was brought in to basically be the third baseman of the future for the Angels, and um, so far the future looks bright. He was enjoying a solid season in his first year at AAA, and some suggest he could be the next Kyle Seeger, which is a great comp there. Meanwhile, Neuenheis, uh poor Neuenheis, hit just a buck 36 in 10 games. The Mets' third-rounder in 2008 – who was DFA'd by the Mets last month, has now been cut by two teams in less than a month, not having a good season at all. Um, Chris, wanted to ask you about thinkingly in, in the wake of the woman getting hurt at Fenway Park, who was hit in the head by the broken bat last week, Major League Baseball is now, well, at least saying it will reevaluate fan safety at stadiums. And this could, of course, result in much more netting bigger netting, you know, more areas protected by netting. You know, I guess that makes sense from a safety standpoint. We don't want fans getting... But on the other hand, I mean, I, I know I'm a few years older than you, but when I was a kid, you go to a hockey game, you get a puck every now and then if you're sitting, you know, behind the goal or maybe in the corner. Pucks don't go into the... don't very Almost never go out of play anymore. Almost never. And if they do, they're certainly not coming at any speed at any rate. Part of the um, baseball viewing experience is fans bringing their gloves to the game and getting a chance to have a foul ball or a home run. But, I mean, you know, more usually, you know, it's more usual that it's a foul ball. And it sounds to me like, depending on how expansive the netting will be, that in the interest of protecting fans, that may go away. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is, God, you know, I mean, Rob, I am 40. I mean, <laughs> you know, okay, but I mean, all right. I do, I I do, remember, I do remember the old days very well. Um, yeah, I mean, look, part of, part of this too, I mean, you, you, know, you never want to say this. Part of it is, I've seen so many times where fans have gotten clocked not paying attention. This was not the case, however. Um, you know, this unfortunately, Rob, this is just one of those situations where fan the fan really had no chance, and that's scary. Um, you know, bats and balls come at such a high rate of speed sometimes that I mean, you're, you're sitting, you sit at home plate, you look over to your you know, right or left. And I, I've watched this even at minor league games, Rob. It, it's like a fra- It's less than a fraction of a second. It's like less than a half second to react. And someone said she moved the wrong way. I mean, there's really nowhere for her to go, no matter what. And you just hope. Uh, look, 
She was upgrade. I believe she was upgraded to good condition today. Yeah, uh, no, she's definitely critical. getting better. Yeah, yeah no, she's just, that's the good news. Great news. But of course, it always uh, takes a near disaster to actually happen. And now baseball's going to look into it. Even though everyone knew that this could happen at any time, it yeah. takes someone getting killed or almost getting killed for somebody to get off their ass and say, maybe we should do something about this. Absolutely. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like part of the experience of going to a game is the 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 chance that you'll catch a fly ball is so exciting, right? And and I don't know what their plans are. Obviously, at this point, they're just going to look and make recommendations. But I can envision a scenario where the fans are almost completely separated by from the playing field by netting of some kind mm-hmm. and. So much for getting a foul ball anymore. Uh, is that a is that a large price to pay for fan safety? No, I guess it isn't. But you know what I mean. I guess I'm just being a grumpy old man because I'm thinking in my time we can catch a foul ball. You know, like and the the joy of of a kid coming to a game with a glove and catch to catch a foul ball and give it to him and just the that has on you. You're so thrilled as a kid to get a ball, you know? And we're going to have this whole generation of kids that will never experience that, potentially, you know? Yeah, it could it could get to the, that point legitimately. I mean, they're, they're looking at going right down the lines, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, I could... I mean, this is, this is laughably funny, but sure, I mean, I don't know how many foul balls I've caught. Um... All right, granted, I did catch one at um, a Mother's Day game two years ago at Yankee Stadium off a Rangers fan, fan's head. Um, <laughs> but, you know, these are, these are some of the kind of wacky things that often tend to happen around me. Uh, but, again, this is not one of those cases. People have to understand that this was, an un, this was unavoidable given – you know, what was there. There was no netting. There really was nothing to stop this incident from happening. And if it means it means more netting as much as it pains me and it pains a lot of a lot of old time baseball fans. I mean, how far do you go down the line? That's the that's the real question. How how far do you go down? I don't have that answer. Uh, do you I go don't down know. just I mean, down to the first base. You can still well, get I mean, it's hit. like a streaming line drive. Yeah, you just have more time to react, right? Like you'd have to, a you've got bit. a couple seconds to react if you're way down the corner by the home run, you know, by the foul pole. Uh, that would be one screaming line drive coming at you. Um, but uh, yeah, like I can see the argument on both sides. I get fan safety has to be a concern, but you know. I wonder if it's just a larger trend where at some point we'll all just be walking around and the, you ever seen bubble soccer? Like those people that wear, wear bubbles and walk, you know, and they play soccer with the big bubble on. Have you seen that? Yes. Well, are we going to yep, be I a society it. that walks around in bubbles? Like, so we just, or certainly wrap our kids in bubbles. So they just, you know, like they never get hurt when they fall or, or run across the street or whatever. I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I'm sounding like a grumpy old man. Let's let's move on. Yeah, um, that's not, never good. 
So Evan Longori returned to action last night after being out of the lineup for about three game three games uh, with a sore wrist, and uh, he gave the Rays the lead with a solo homer in the third inning. It's only his second homer in his last 28 games and just his sixth this season. He's actually hitting better this year, and his walk rate has bounced back big time, but his extra base pop just hasn't been the same the last couple of years. What gives with Longoria lately? I mean, power-wise, last two years. I Part of it has to be injuries, but... He, well, he was he, actually he healthy was last year, though. Yeah, but I mean, he... All right. The kind of unknown part in this, even though he was healthy, no. All right. <laughs> even though he didn't miss it's games, those, you mean. Right. He, he was playing. He was playing considerably banged up. Um, you know, you, you, you look at his numbers down the line. Yeah, you look at that 420 slugging percentage and go, that's not what I'm expecting here. Um, no, you're you're right. I mean, you, you look at this and it's like, wow. I mean, you, you know, even tonight, obviously he's he's over three. But when you start looking into some of these other numbers, it's like, God, I mean. What's going on? I mean, and and again, like you said, it's not it's not just it's not just one year. It's not, but it's utterly frustrating for any fantasy player to look at this. Um, well, I wonder how much of it is lineup protection. Although he's certainly been the only force in the Rays lineup before and performed, but you right. know, he really has not had a lot of lineup protection throughout his career. But I mean, it's it's even worse now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but he's he's fairly used to it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, you have you know you have certain players, and it's not like there's no there's no pop in, in the Tampa Bay lineup. I mean, you have you have a couple guys with some decent decent pop, but you're you're expecting Longoria to kind of carry the way, and. It's not happening, Rob. It, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's unfortunate. So, yeah, is it something with a swing? Maybe. I mean, that could be it too. It just, it just seems like there's something off that nobody's really figured out yet. Yeah, because he's not um, an old man, I and mean, he's still in his twenties. Like he should be pretty much in his power prime over the last few years, but the last two years it just um, it hasn't happened, and. I'm uh, I'm just wondering what 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 the deal is there. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through this. Um, only two extra base hits in his last ten games. Yeah, not good, not good at all. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not it's not it's this is not just one of those things where you can say, hey, it's a tw- you know it's a fifty sixty game trend. Okay, he'll snap out of it eventually. You, you start getting yeah, into this is more long than this... season and a mm-hmm. half really. You start worrying. I mean, look, it's you know little things: wrist, back. I mean, you're right. I mean, he's only 29. Yeah, he's not an old player at all. I mean, he's he's definitely had a, his share of somewhat minor bang-ups, but I guess uh, enough somewhat minor bang-ups can lead to you know something fairly major. He's avoided major injuries over his career, but. He's had problems with the elbow, this, that, the other thing, you know, little things that, you know, a week here, a week there. Um, still in the American League East, but the Red Sox have lost nine of their last ten on the road and have now dropped to last place in the American League 
three and a half back now of third place Toronto, which is really making a move right now. They're really struggling to hit. I mean, we knew pitching would be a problem with Boston, but the hitting. The F going on with. Yeah, I mean. Anything? You're you're 100 percent right on this. I mean, the only team that scored less runs, <laughs> the only team that has scored less runs right now in the AL East than the Boston Red Sox is Tampa Bay Rays, who ironically are in second place in this division, and that just well, goes to show you how pitching. bad this division is. I, I understand yeah, I mean, that, but this division this division's awful. I mean, look, the Yankees yeah. should be a 500 team. They 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 perform a good bit better than expected. Especially mm-hmm. in the last ten Definitely. games, that's obviously buoyed their record. Um, Mashasir Tanaka is not going to stay healthy forever, and no. eventually, at some point, the injuries are going to kill this team. I mean, it's just it. It may take longer than last year, but that's that's the kind of team. Again, Tampa is on a run. Toronto is on a run. Baltimore, well, eh, you get them on the road, and they're pretty beatable. But Boston, look. You knew they were going to give up a lot of runs. They've given up the most runs in the division. Um, even more than Toronto, Rob. Yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, but you're right. They can't hit anything lately. And it's it's yes. it's something that you could say, this is not a this, – again, this is one of those things. It's not a fluke. Um, there were going to be problems with this team hitting at times. And – it's the type of team that can't afford these streaks. I mean, look. Yeah, all right. Look, Hanley Ramirez is having a pretty nice season. That, that That's great. When he's in the lineup. Well, again, when he's in the lineup. Yeah. That's the problem. Because he is pretty fragile. Well, okay, a little. Yeah. I mean, all right, maybe a lot. I mean, you start looking at the overall numbers. Here, here you go. Here's the eye popper. This is the Boston Red Sox, folks. Their slugging percentage. Don't don't look at the screen. Three seventy three. That's right. Not a misprint. That's twenty seventh. Batting average. With the, with the recent woes, and basically over the last 10 games, I think as a team they're hitting something like 228. That's now That batting average is now down to two, 246. That's in the bottom third in the majors now, 21st. Runs are 25th. By the way, Tampa's 26th. Throw that out there. Their on-base percentage, which they weren't going to be all that good with anyway, is still at least in the middle of the road at 17th. I mean, and, you know, and, and this is this is with Pedroia having a good bounce back year. Yes, Pedroia's like even nice so. Season. But of course, Ortiz has been absolutely useless, and they've been sitting him against mm-hmm. tougher lefties, and it's ugly. Now the good news is they are in the American League East, and they're only six and a half games out, so uh, <laughs> it's easy to get back in this. <laughs> they have the they have the assets. To, to make a move, they have a great, great farm system with a lot of talent there to trade if, if they so desire. 
The also good news is they get the Jays next, so they can work directly on that deficit or fall into an even deeper hole. But, I mean, you know, you get to control your own destiny going right against one of the teams that's ahead of you. That's good news. But, uh, I mean, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez has come up and been, like, absolutely lights out. The bullpen's been generally very good. Uh, They just need one or two more starters. They need an ace. They need, like, another, like, you know, solid number three guy. And they got to get rid of all these number five starters they have. And they need to get Big Poppy going. Uh, um, You know, they need to get more production from their outfield, which has been awful. I mean, Rusty Castillo was supposed to help there, but we're still kind of waiting on that. We'll see if he's the answer. But, like, so it's a good news, bad bad news thing. The good news is there's still lots of time to turn things around, and they have the the assets in place to do so if they decide to make a move. And there's no reason why they shouldn't. Six and a half games out is nothing. Right. You know, are they yeah, going to... The numbers are bad, but they're... In, again, it's the ALEs. Anything is correctable here. Right. right now. That's that's the good news. They're in the right division to be struggling in June and say, well, we don't have to be... We don't have to decide we're a seller at this point. We can, you know... We can evaluate the team for another month and then make a decision, and we'll still be only maybe ten games out, which is still correctable. That's the good news. Uh, over in the National League for the Giants, Nori Aoki tried his career high with four hits Wednesday. Um, last time I checked, he's got at least another two tonight. He was two for three to, in the fifth inning. Guys hit safely in eight straight games, going seventeen for thirty-four. Um, all of a sudden, Aoki's back to being nearly a must-own fantasy player, which is just really nice to see. And part of the reason why the Giants have turned things around a crappy start, where everyone was like, oh, odd year, so of course they're going to suck this year. But And they started that way. But they've turned it around. Now it's like, oh, my God, the Giants are a contender again. Yeah, darn. <laughs> they came back. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed how hot he's been. He's been freaking on fire, this guy, Aoki. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see. It's pretty insane to watch this. It's nice to see because he kind of fell off the map after a couple of very good seasons to start his MLB career and looked like he was ready to go back to Japan, like things had just gotten so bad. But, man, has he revitalized his career with the Giants. It's big time. Stealing bases again and getting on base at over 400 clip. Really good. Yep. That's a big one. Uh, that's a big, that's a nice, good cricket number to have. Yeah. Still in the NL West, uh, Arizona struggling. Four straight losses and now dropped into the National League West cellar. And they are half a game behind the Rockies, who are in fourth. And if you're behind the Rockies, you're bad. This just in. <laughs> ah, no. Be bad. Um, you got anything else to throw at us tonight, Chris? Uh, one of the big things I want, to, want people to keep at least to keep a little bit of an eye on, and I I, uh, I I know it's I know they're just god awful on the road, but I really there's a really big part of me that wants to see Cincinnati go on a run. I mean, it's just it, it kills me. I don't know. I mean, yeah. They got so many injuries. So I mean, injuries have really destroyed the Reds this year. So. They were they were a promising team to start the year, but I don't know how they can overcome all those injuries, man. 
I mean, they they, you know? they they've managed to turn it around a little bit of late. They've won four, they've won four straight. Um, you know, tough one in Chicago tonight against the Cubs. The Cubs are a tough team to play against right now. And you know, obviously, it was like the broken clock's right twice a day. And then there's St. Louis, which just seems to, you know, it's almost like it's about the third week of the season. Um, but like you said, that 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 the, the injury, the, the Zach Cozart, though, oh, oh, it's painful. I mean, I I watched it and just, you know, it's one thing, you know, you tear an ACL, okay, you get that. Here you go, tour. At least one tendon, possibly two, and several ligaments in his right knee. Yeah, he he blew that knee right out, Rob. And he was actually having a pretty good offensive year, which is unbelievable because I've always wondered how he kept his job. Like he just kept getting worse and worse offensively. So they're missing that, and of course they're missing Mesoraco, which is a huge loss. Botto stayed healthy and is having a solid year, but not enough RBIs because there's no one to drive in. And um, Billy Hamilton just is, has been awful, can't get on base. And the Reds have had to go deep into their farm system for starting pitching. Um, you know, the, the kids are coming, which is great, like for the future, but. Um, they've really had to dig deep into their system to, you know, for their rotation with all with the injuries they've got there as well. So, uh, you know, losing Homer Bailey was another killer for them. So, yeah, yeah I don't it's, know, man. It's nasty. It's nasty. But yet, look, I mean, realistically, if if you look at the NL Central as a whole, you're probably – if you're even Chicago and Pittsburgh, you're not winning the division. You don't want to call St. Louis a lock yet, but you just look at it. And it doesn't it? Doesn't um, I wouldn't count the Pirates out from a big second half. I w- I wouldn't count that out. I think Chicago will fade a little bit, but I mean, obviously, the future is incredibly bright for the Cubs. But the Pirates, with that pitching staff, I could be. You know, I mean, McCutcheon gets hotting, and I can see them going on a run. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think that the the, the personnel is in place for for it to happen. It might. I mean, I I think the funniest one is seeing Starling Marte have twelve home runs and forty one RBIs already. I, I still I I I understand. You know. It's one thing, but I mean, it's just—he's a classic all-or-nothing player. He really is. It's fun to it's fun to watch. You know, when he connects on one, he really does. Uh, but again, you, you look at Pittsburgh, even Pittsburgh's numbers, folks, and they're pretty much middle of the pack, and they shouldn't be. Um, that two fifty fourteen batting average is not not what I expected. Um, no. Again, the big thing is the pitching. The pitching is the one thing that's kept them in. Uh, well, that rotation. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, Jericho is looking is looking like the favorite as the Cy Young, not not being talked about. Liriano's been great. I mean, they've got they've got pitching coming out of the wazoo there. They really do. Um, it must be nice. 
that can take you a long way. Well, I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you don't have to worry about pitching. You got pitching coming out of there. Uh, All right, Chris, your favorite your favorite part of the evening where you get to play some funk music, put on your big uh, funky hat, and and pimp something. Pimp away. Oh, we get, the, we get the pimp stuff. This is great. Uh, obviously, uh, I hope that uh, uh, you know Dakota recovers speedily. Obviously, you know, I I couldn't believe it when I first heard it. To be honest. Um, you know, his fiance actually got a hold of me, and I'm like, "What?" And she said, "Yeah, yeah." And then, you know, and then I heard from his father. And I was like, "Wow, it's like you don't you don't think of things like this. It makes you it makes you at least think think about life a little differently." Uh, yeah. When it affects somebody, you absolutely. Know. Um, but pimping this week, we're always pimping nationwide. Um, you can catch me actually in the fall, Rob. On Yahoo Sports Radio, uh, hockey, hockey this week has gone has gone big time, and um, I'll be doing I'll be doing some radio work, Devils radio work and fantasy uh, hockey radio work for the guys over at Yahoo Sports. Should be congratulations, should be definitely man. Another, I, I seem to get these a lot, so I, I appreciate it any and every time that somebody thinks enough of me as not being a complete and utter jerk. So it's it's very very humbling. And well, very, well very once again, I, I, once again, I make the plea to you: when you get big, don't forget us little people and bring us along for the ride. Don't forget your great editor who makes yeah, you so yeah, good. Hey, you know it all, always helps. But um, all, all kidding aside, uh, we do have some draft stuff coming up on today's Slapshot, along with our usual betting advice for the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, over at the sports forecaster when the annual magazine comes out late August, early September, I'll be again doing the, uh, not only the, de- the devil's team, but making my crazy bold predictions like I did last year. Hint again, don't expect a hundred point player in the national hockey league this upcoming year. It's not happening. I can almost stake, stake my reputation on it at this point. It's just one, it's just one of those things where it's not as if scoring is down it's just scoring is spread all over the place. Um, also, I'll be doing a little bit of work on the NHL awards for DraftKings. Um, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll be heading out there doing a little cross-promotional work with the folks at uh, Bruins Daily uh, via Timmy Rosenthal. And something else, Rob, we're bringing back the program when I'm in Las Vegas. So we're, we're bringing it back. It'll be... You know, we'll have a few episodes during the summer, and then obviously more into a regular rotation as as September and October comes. So, I didn't know what way. We went. We changed the name to the church. Yeah, we went back. What is this? Is this like? Is this like the Who reunion, the fifth reunion tour, or what? It feels like it. You know, we we you know we did it as the program. We went to you know. We went to one other name, then we went to the program back to the program. I know, I know, and then we went to the hockey hockey yeah, writers. Yeah, the hockey writers for weekly, a couple yeah. years. Uh, we, you know, we did that weekly for about two and a half years, and then inevitably, uh, oh, darn, we we came back, Rob. You know, it's 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 like it's like the it's like the like bad, a, you know the bad, bad kid, like a bad rush. Pretty much. 
I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants, nobody wants to hear the injury ninja has struck again. I mean, it's it, it's it's that bad. I mean, I'll I'll say this. I'll throw this out there as a plug, and it's something to keep in mind for Saturday. Um, Tyler Johnson is hurt, folks. Uh, you you look and you can see the you can see the video, some of the highlights from Game Four last last night, and it's very obvious he's having a hard time taking faceoffs. Uh, any zip on his shot at times, the zip seems to come and go. Um, the speed isn't always yeah, there. Why, why they're putting him over on the the um, the one timer spot on the power play is beyond me. When that totally should be Stamkos there. That totally should be Stamkos there with his. I mean, he's got such a better shot anyhow, and Johnson's a better facilitator. It just it makes no sense. The, the but, thing is, when 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 you when you look at it, Rob, from ten feet in close, Tyler Johnson's probably the best player in the National Hockey League right now, but not well, a, not at, at at this current. You know, basically, currently he's not healthy, so. Yeah, but who do you want taking a one-timer, Tyler Johnson with his obvious wrist injury or Stamkos? Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you rather have Johnson be the water bug working, you know, working behind the net, feeding players, you know, uh, the guy like, you know, on the half boards who, who's facilitating the play where, where Hosa plays on the power play for the, for the Hawks? Or yeah, having, makes sense. having him stand there waiting for the one-timer? Like, they had the oh, time I mean, go right there late. But he he was late getting the shot off, and uh, Crawford yep. had time to get over and make that save. But anyhow, yeah, I mean, is, we'll save that for a hockey is, podcast, much, I guess. Exactly, it's much like how it is. I mean, that's kind of it's kind of like it's like Andrew McCutcheon this year. Same type of thing. You know, he started off really brutally slow. Um, and yeah, people suggested so that he, we, had, he definitely had some sort of injury. He, he did. Never but he said going it was. It wasn't he didn't, that. He didn't, that didn't say, he didn't say that that's what's slowing him down, but it had to be what was it slowing is. him down. <laughs> it's like it's like you sit there. And every time a player says that, no, 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 the back's not that bad. It's gonna be all right. Um, sure. <laughs> not yeah. good. All right. Well. It's uh, 5.43 to go in the half, uh, Golden State leading Cleveland. So let's get back to the NBA, and let's call it a night. Uh, tonight, Chris Wassell from uh, Host 6. A pleasure as always, Chris. Great. And once again, uh, our thoughts going out to uh, Dakota and his family. And I'm going to close the show with some Sean Mulray and Open Door. Hopefully, uh, we'll have you on again real soon, Chris. All right, Rob. Thank you very much. Have a a great night.